What the fuck is up, chat? Oh, not too much. Just uh, <laughs> just bringing it back for y'all. Yeah, we're we're running it back. Uh, we recorded part of an episode earlier that kind of devolved into some some things. We got we got really mad about politics, and then it's like you know what? Let's let's chill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got really fucking pissy. Uh, it'll be up on the Patreon. Uh, welcome to Real Nerd Hours, a slice of life comedy podcast. Yeah. Uh, ostensibly about nerd shit, anime, movies, music, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And speaking of the Patreon, first episode of Heavyweight Delicious dropped on 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 the Patreon feed. Uh, it features my father. Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a pretty dope episode. It was really fun to record. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. I had a good time. Um, you can find that on the Patreon. It's it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, uh, we've received a lot of positive feedback about my dad cool. and how he should replace me on the show. I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a little taste. Ooh. What up, yo? We're here with my father, Dane. Daddy hey. Denzel. <laughs> what's what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing just great, man. Just kicking back, you know. Seeing what's up. Yeah. <laughs> just came back from getting my dude done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. So we're here today uh, to talk a little bit about your history and in brewing and cooking. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. So you started brewing in 94. Yeah. Yeah, um, home brewing. You know, um, spending too much money on commercial beer, man. I decided, what the heck, I can do a better job. <laughs> and have and, you been doing that, a better that's, job? Yeah, I think so. Okay. You, you haven't tasted any of my brew? No, not yet. Uh, I got one over there right now, but I'm not too sure about it now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, just building up the excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah might well. If it's not delicious, you know why. <laughs> it's in right. my best. I don't know. It, it, it may be flat, man. I don't know. Um, I I naturally carbonated it with uh with yeast, and uh, when I was screwed, I just got a little bit of a fizz come off of it, and that was it. So oh, it didn't um, like pop or anything. No, it didn't. So what I'll do is um, I'll just put twenty psi on it, man, and shake it up. Okay. And uh, it should artificially carbonate, but I don't know. All right. Well, we're gonna taste that. We're gonna see what's good. Yeah. So what what got you into home brewing? That was it, man. Just um, wanting something better. I knew I could make it cheaper. So, uh, can we drop names there? Or, yeah. You know, okay. Well, I went and bought my first kit from the Home Brew Mart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, now, now it's called Ballast Point Brewing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, those, those guys started out, you know, a little small storefront down there by USD, man. And now they're Ballast Point. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They've gone national. Yeah. Yeah. So, um I went and bought uh, Charlie Papazan's book, uh, read it from cover to cover, and started brewing. Is that the joy of home brewing? Yes. Yeah, I have that one at home as well. Oh, okay. That's not yeah. mine, is it? Because mine is missing. No, no, no. I <laughs> okay. buy it from Amazon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. By Amazon, you mean Dad's house. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, you know, like most things in my life, man, you know, if I want to figure out what's going on, I grab some literature and read and read and read until I feel comfortable. Same thing with home brewing. Um, when I got Charlie's book, read it from cover to cover. 
and decided that uh, the fastest, easiest way for me to go is to start with um, um, syrup and specialty grains. So by syrup, you mean uh, malt Malt, extract? Malt extract, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So with the the malt extract and the specialty grains, you get a pretty good quality beer out of it, man, quick. Whereas with all grains, you know, you you spend a whole day making a batch of beer, Mm. you know? How do you how do you feel like you doing all that research ahead of time, like actually taking the time to to read the books and like mm-hmm. get the kits and all that? How do you feel like that helped you with just the first batch? Like, how was the first batch? The, the first batch was good. Um, I went for a basic pale ale, which didn't call for you know too much specialty grains, and I only used one hop. I didn't use two or three different hops, you know. Mm. Um, in, in the basic brewing, you know, to, to me, you know, you, you go in these houses today, these the, the small places today, you know, and they have all these special beers with fruit and vegetables and crap in it. <laughs> I'm a purist, man. You know, water, hops, you know, yeast and barley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need, man. So I started out with uh, my own very first pale ale. I got a Bajan, Bajan brewed pale ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that you was branded nice. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn straight. <laughs> it. Made a label and everything back on my computer back then. You know how computers were back then. Yeah, yeah. It took me forever to make that label. <laughs> <laughs> I made that label and slapped it on there, man. Ever since uh, all my recipes that I make up, you know, they start with Bajan brewed, Bajan brewed. Okay, all so, right. So, but yeah, my first batch was pretty simple. It was a pale ale, and uh, with one hop, I used. Um, I used um, about an ounce for boiling and an ounce for finishing, and it was pretty good, man. It took off like crazy from there, and I started developing. Uh, the pale ale was my base recipe, and mm-hmm. and then I developed everything else around that, you know. Um, you can add, like, for instance, uh, I make a coffee-flavored stout, right? And I used, uh, I, think, I think I put, like, two ounces of Jamaican Blue Mountain in it and um, some chocolate malt. And looked like a stout. Hey. Tasted like a stout. Hey. And that touch of coffee in it, man. And personally, I didn't like it, <laughs> but the women loved it. So, <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I had made a five gallon batch of it, man. I had it in uh, 22 ounce bottles. Uh-huh. And, and a few women in the neighborhood from the old neighborhood over on Sunset mm-hmm. tasted it, loved it. I handed it to them. Hey, you can have it. Nice. <laughs> so, what what's prevented you from going pro? Uh, never really actually thought about going pro, you know, just, I'm kind of like a renaissance man, you know, if I can do it, I'll do it and keep it to myself, man, you know, <laughs> and uh, I'll share it with people when they come by the house, you know, or at, when I was, um, really deep into it, man, I used to take batches to work and hand it out to the guys and they loved it. And you wouldn't sell it to them or anything? Just no. pass it all out? Yeah, pass it all out. Right. Yeah, you, you can't sell it. Oh, actually, yeah, that's true. You know, I had guys, I had guys that uh, would ask me to make batches for them. So yeah. I tell them, listen, I can't sell it to you, but you go buy the ingredients, and I'll make it for you. You buy the ingredients in the bottles. Yeah, I'll make it for you and give it to you. And yeah, man, this, this, this one guy when I was working for the city of San Diego, you know, he asked me to make a batch of uh, I, I make a batch called Wild Ass Ale, and it's stronger than a barley wine mm. and he was all all, all over it man. <laughs> I love that, man I love that and uh I make him a batch of it 
Uh, you know, that, that takes a while to brew, man. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. It took me like four months. Wow. Yeah, because there's so much sugar in it, you okay. know. And you got to keep pampering the yeast to keep it growing and active and converting that sugar into alcohol, you know. But, yeah, I gave it to him. And uh, his first bottle, he came back and told me, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this. But I guess he was hitting up some joints while he was drinking one of them. Oh, man. <laughs> he said he woke up. Sitting on a kitchen floor naked <laughs> with a bottle sitting next to him. <laughs> I said, dude, just try it without the joint, man. See how it goes. And, you know, he had another one. He was like, yeah, this is still too strong, man. I said, That's what you asked for. So, and I warned you, you know. And the thing about it is that you don't smell the alcohol, you don't taste nothing, you know. Right. It just tastes like you're drinking some slightly sweet beer, man. And then it'll hit you. 22 ounce bottle of that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Man. How many recipes have you developed? Jeez, what I think I got, I had like 18. 18? Yeah. And you've been working on them consistently, or do you work to get them to a certain point and then you just stop? Yeah, well, when I develop a recipe, if I don't like it, I'll tweak it. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep tweaking it till I like it. And I'll label it batch. Mm-hmm. Like batch one was that pale ale. And that's my base brew right there. And like I said, everything is centered around that. So, you know, if I make um, a strong ale, for instance, it's just a much stronger pale ale. Right. You know, and they have different flavors to it because of the specialty grains that I put in there or the hops that I put in there. And, um, and you just have this stuff all down on a notepad somewhere and just say, it, It's mostly hey. handwritten here and uh, <laughs> homie here was perusing my recipes, giving me shit about, Ooh, you don't do all grain? Like, oh, hey, hey I, this is just a question. Just know, a question. <laughs> extracting grains, you know, it's faster, man. But yeah, I can, I can go all grain, but, you know, I, I'll have to set aside an entire day to do that. Yeah. 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 So, you know. When you when you create a batch on your on your first attempt, let's say you know making that coffee stout, and you don't like it, do you just go back to the recipe and just look at what you've written down? Like, all right, well, if I just switch out these hops, if I just add more barley, whatever, is well, that yeah, the, kind the, of the process? The, the, the thing with the uh, coffee flavored stout was it had to me it had too much too strong of a coffee flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Jamaican Blue Mountain, you know, is. It's low acidic, it's full bodied, and it's full flavored, mm. right? But I thought by only putting two ounces in a five gallon batch of beer, I would get away with it, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, two yeah. ounces, it ain't gonna be that strong. Hey, it was strong, man. Strong coffee flavor in there. So that one I tweaked and um, I cut the coffee down to an ounce. And flavor wasn't as strong as I wanted, so I went to an ounce and a half, and that was perfect. Mm. So I left it like that, and and that was I made four batches of that before I got it right. Okay. So e- each batch that I have, there's multiple tries to get it right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you just knock out of the park in the first try? No. Uh, well, just the um, the pale ale because I had a fight when I made that first batch of pale ale. I'm like, I start running around to some of these stores and buying their pale <laughs> ales, right? And I was like. <laughs> Mine is better than that. So literally, literally the first one you ever made. You're just like, oh man, I got this. Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it, the head, the head on it was perfect, and everything, man. It's like, oh damn, is this easy? It can't be this easy. So I went to the market and bought a bunch of pale eels, you know, and 
tried him. It's like, oh, mine is better than that. Mine hey. is better than that. You know, the only one, the only one that was better than mine, and not by a lot, was uh, Stones. Okay, Stone Pale Ale. Now they took that off them. You know, they don't make that anymore. I guess too many people cloned it. <laughs> yeah, man. So. I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, you can hear the rest of it at the at the Patreon. It's uh, the five dollar dono level. Um, yeah. It's five yeah. bucks a month. I mean, what even is that? It's five dollars. Yeah, just kick us five bucks, and and you'll be able to hear that. I've changed one of the Patreon goals as well from the D&D campaign because that doesn't seem like that's ever going to be met over to Heavyweight Delicious. If you want to hear more Heavyweight Delicious, we just need to meet uh, the subscription goal on Patreon of $250 a month, $250 a month. We are $40 away, $39 away. That's that's nothing. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Yeah. if If you enjoy Heavyweight, just, you know what? Pop on on there and and give it a listen. Yeah. I did. I fuck a D and D campaign. We just want to talk about food. Yep, everybody yeah. loves food. Yeah, everybody does. Speaking of food, Chet. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, I popped over to a bar. Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> uh, it went all right because you know I'm I'm a little bit sick, so or I just had gotten over a cold. And there's this place that had really dope food a while back. And I don't know what happened to their kitchen, but it wasn't as good as it was back, right. back when I first had it. But I went over there anyway, uh, or I didn't know at the time that the food wasn't as good, but <laughs> I went over there. And found out. Yeah, I found out the hard way. And I ended up sitting at the bar. Uh, eating and drinking for, I guess not eating for six hours, but definitely drinking <laughs> for six hours, watching TV with a bunch of randos. A great thing to do when you're just getting over a sickness. Just yeah, right. Poison yourself. Yeah. With shitty food and <laughs> fucking alcohol. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Just don't do it. If you ever think about it at home, if you're ever thinking like, hey, hey, I'm sick. Maybe I should go have a drink. Don't do that. Yeah, no, no. Never. And don't smoke any cigarettes either. Yeah, also, generally, you just want to don't do the things that people don't want you to do in the first place. Like, you know, just stay in bed, really. Don't have sex. Abstain from sex. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and practice some abstinence. Because as uh, I learned from reddit.com slash r slash nofap, not jerking off makes you a superhuman. So, uh, yeah, you want to you want to save all of your. Your superhuman juice inside you. See, I wonder what the thought process behind that is. There is a very minor benefit to not masturbating because it increases your testosterone levels, increases like, it, like not jerking off does give you more energy. And like, it has a very, very, very minor upside. But they take it to the extreme. Like I, they literally think it makes you above people who do jerk off. Like as if that's gonna give you the edge. And this is where I insert the clip of Goku talking about this is Super Saiyan. This is beyond <laughs> Super Saiyan. Yes, and this is to go even further beyond. And this, what's he doing? Is to go even further beyond. 
I've been <laughs> masturbated for six years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. I've it, never even touched a woman. I don't know what a woman looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. I'm, is that the same thing for fucking as well? Yeah, it's just not coming. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's no fun. That's yeah, not a fun that. life. No, no, it's not. Sometimes I want to shoot up the club. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got you to gotta paint some walls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, also, I would just like to say if you, for some reason, are on this on this kick of not coming as a dude. Uh, <laughs> as a woman, that's probably daily for you. If you're fucking with these fuck boys out here. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Not stop. Um, but yeah, uh, that kind of caps out at seven days anyway. Oh, does it? Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's like a real, like, like a reverse exponential curve. Like you get just about all of that back within the first 24 hours. And then it severely slows down after like three days. Mm -hmm. So like when you hit 80% in the first day and like 95% by day three, what do you think going two years is going to do for you? Like, is it, is it, they're not, is this like vol cell? Yeah. Like voluntarily celibate? Yeah. Is well, it, do, I think some of them, I think some of them do still have sex and uh, like finish there, but we'll never jerk off. That's so strange. Yeah. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Well, it, fuck. It's, it's really weird. Like, I mean, granted, there are people who definitely jerk off too much out here doing like three, four times a day coming ashes by the end of the night. But like <laughs> just hot air is coming out. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, I'm co- <laughs> <laughs> just at this point, you're coming your spirit. <laughs> yeah. Literally taking years off of your life by jerking off. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah, but you know, then there's you know all things in moderation. You know, yeah. if you have if you haven't fapped in like four days and you're not getting laid, like you know, but maybe just just rub one out real quick. It doesn't matter. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, last thing you want is wet dreams. Oh God, I remember the last time I had a wet dream, and I was uh, I was 16 in Michigan visiting some family. Because uh, my stepsister was about to have her first kid. And, of course, I'm out here in someone else's house. In somebody like, else's bed. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just not going to jerk <laughs> off. There's no real opportunity for it anyway. So, whatever. And then, like, I think it was exactly one week after I had arrived. And I, I woke up to that nice cold feeling just soaked through my pants. I'm like, mmm. Okay terrible never doing that again terrible story yeah it was horrible (laughs) that whole whole trip was kind of not great i i do not like michigan because of that one trip i will eventually go back i'm sure but right now michigan on my below 50 percent of the uh, states Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. fuck michigan (laughs) (laughs) and this is even further beyond (laughs) Watch me bust on myself. <laughs> God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Being 16 is wild. Yeah. Some garbage. All right. So what's what's on the docket today? Yeah. So 
there, there's been like a lot of talk about this lately. And I've, I've actually read a couple of articles because it's become, it's become a topic and that's mainstream anime and mainstream video games, like in, in the public spotlight where you have Kim Kardashian saying she's getting hair inspiration from Darling in the Franks. And you've got Michael B. Jordan talking about how he loves anime and wants to go to Tokyo because of that, you know. Or Kanye talking about how how Akira is one of his favorite things of all time. I mean, he did a music video inspired basically a ripoff of Akira years ago. Mm-hmm. So you got some nerds and some people out here like, yo, what the fuck? They, they ain't, they're not nerds. They ain't geeks. They weren't about it. Well, <laughs> you don't know that. Well, okay, look, so... Uh, Kim Kardashian of those three people is the important one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because she is like a cultural leader for just a shitload of women. Yeah. Not necessarily even like dudes probably aren't even paying attention to her all that much. Like, no, not, yeah. Outside of like sexy nude photos or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's kind of just like she she touches a completely different audience than Kanye what Kanye touches I mean yeah. I'm sure there's some overlap now yeah uh, mainly for like gossip hounds or whatever but people who listen to Kanye uh, as somebody who used to anyway probably aren't checking for Kim Kardashian yeah nah so Michael B. Jordan on the other hand he's he's an actor I mean I don't really pay attention to what many actors have to say mm-hmm. especially when it comes to things that I like such as anime oh Oh, run that one back. Ooh, uh, I don't like anime. Anime sucks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I just got, I just outed myself. Yeah, man. I could delete this, but whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, I'm too lazy. I'm, I'm proud of you for uh, coming out <laughs> as, in, as such, a, in such a public yeah, spotlight. I'm yeah. upset about it. I'm not, I'm not happy about well, this. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, anyway. Anime becomes mainstream, and then what? Man, I, I, I'm really not sure, because, like, anime's been mainstream, and I think a lot of people don't know that or don't acknowledge that. Like, who, yeah. who out of our age range, who between, you know, say, 24 and 32 didn't watch Toonami? Yeah, I mean, like, there, there are a few people who didn't, but I would, I would even argue that anime's influence it has been out there for a fucking hot ass minute yeah and people just kind of don't like to ignore it yeah and like people don't don't pay homage or openly talk about the animes that inspired some of their work yeah um i know i know uh what's his name steven spielberg was inspired by anime at certain points yeah um, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro has spoken publicly about yeah. how his fondness of anime um, and it shows in a lot of his work like clearly he was a fan of kaiju stuff yeah Evangelion he was yeah, a, for he sure. stole some shot or paid homage to it yeah uh, that's a that's a big thing that I, I don't I don't know the difference between outright theft and paying homage <laughs> I mean I, I feel like if you were to lift a scene from something in a completely original work, you know, if there's, um, uh, there's a Bruce Lee fight that was rotoscoped for Naruto. 
Yes. And that's kind of where like the line gets a little bit blurry. It's like, is this stealing because you didn't really animate this? It was just, you know, traced or is it just done because it was, you know, it's a brilliant fight and you just want to pay homage to that. Like, I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and give them benefit of the doubt because it's within an entirely original piece of work. It's not just like, okay, we took Fist of Fury and that's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Fist of Fury or Fists of Fury? Which movie was it? Ooh, I want to say it's uh, plural, Fists of oh, Fury. Okay, okay. Oh. I found out the first time. I watched Fist of Fury for the first time. And I accidentally said it was Fists of Fury, but I didn't know that he had starred in both Fists of Fury and Fists of Fury. Wait, there's both? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm looking this up right now. It's fucking crazy, man. Oh, man. Yeah, but I think I think anime is is one of those like things that has silently influenced a lot of people over the, over a long period of time. But the true test is going to be whether or not they do a Shonen Jump cinematic universe or whatever. <laughs> right. Like yeah. if they're going to make live action Bleach and shit like that. Also, it is uh, singular. It is Fist of Fury. Fist of Fury. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Did you find both of them? No, I only saw the the, the one. Oh. When I when I googled it in plural, it came up as uh, Fist the of same thing. thing. Okay. I'll have to take a look at that because somebody got at me over on Twitter over that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I will say that there was Chinese Connection and Fist of Fury. Those were two movies that were filmed and they got their names swapped uh, when when they came to the states. Oh, okay. So there could be something regarding that involved, but yeah. Getting back to your last point about the Shonen Jump MCU or CU, SJCU, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could actually be really cool. Um, you know, to have high budget, well made films with these animes and mangas as their basis. Like we've seen high budget anime movies and even with the money put into it they're not great yeah i'm mostly talking about ghost in the shell oh yeah i didn't even think about that oh. i was actually thinking of uh, full metal alchemist oh fair enough okay so which one was better i haven't actually seen ghost in the shell oh you haven't i have not we're gonna watch it we're gonna do a commentary for it you got it <laughs> But uh, I'm going to say Ghost in the Shell is probably better. Like, Full Metal Alchemist was bad in basically every regard. Mm -hmm. Ghost in the Shell at least has its visuals. Yeah. Did we do a commentary for Full Metal? No, because I don't want to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. We might get around to that at some point. but (laughs) Like, I watched Death Note twice. Once on my own, and then once to to see it for the commentary. But damn, do I not want to watch Full Metal again? Because that movie was just boring. It was so fucking long. God, hold on. I could have sworn we did a Ghost in the Shell commentary. We started it, but the thing kept buffering. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. I mean, the the thing is with anime becoming mainstream, like I could fuck with the idea. Like I would love to see not like a realistic portrayal of something like a bleach, mm-hmm. but I want to see like, I don't even know how to phrase it. Uh, bleach with like good acting. Yeah. And like in a, in 
a more competent setting because there's a there's a lot of like really neat shit in anime like for instance the setting in a uh, cowboy bebop or something Mm -hmm. but the thing is like when you do adaptations of anime you have to you have to kind of divorce it from the idea of it being an anime to a certain degree. Yeah. Because there are certain tropes and certain things that go along with anime that just don't translate over to live action. Oh, definitely. Like, Winry in the FMA movie was kind of a great example of that. I mean, for one, she was nothing like her character in the in the anime. But if that were a character in an anime, it wouldn't feel out of place. But because this was live action, it just looked ridiculous. She just looked stupid. So, like, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, she was basically like the cutesy, energetic girl kind of trope. <laughs> yeah. And that just, it, that shit just doesn't translate. Like, you can't have characters tripping and then one of them lands face first in a pair of tits. Like, it, it doesn't. Yeah, that the, stuff kind of doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm no. also going to say another issue that they would probably run into is that part of the reason why the MCU works so well is because it's only loosely based on mostly current stuff and like a couple of events, but it's loosely based on some tropes and some events that happened within the Marvel universe, the comic book universe. And they take these characters, these fleshed out characters and write them into these new big events and, you know, put them in these great movies. But with anime, like you don't have 10 stories with Naruto. It's a linear story. So if they were to take Naruto, it's like, okay, well, do we follow him going through the tuning exam like what do we what do we do with this do we create something new with it and have an original story or do we try and follow the origin story as we know it because there's only one there's only one way you can go if you follow the story so you know that's that's another something else that they would have to uh kind of reconcile and I, I have a feeling they would be better off doing original stories, but people, fans wouldn't like that as much. No, no, not at all. There would just be a hailstorm of complaints about dumb shit. Yeah. Oh my God, why doesn't Rukia have her hair? Uh, well, like, Rukia better have her hair. It's boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the little hump in it. I yeah, think. that's true. She's got the, uh, little, the antenna. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, okay, so these are the things that you would have to take out of any anime adaptation, right? Like, first and foremost, you got to get rid of, like, any hair, right? Like, any dumb hairstyle. There's some stupid-ass hair out there. Like, Ichigo, in the year 2017, let's say they want to do a Bleach adaptation, Ichigo can't have a stupid fucking spiked hair. I mean, like, I feel like Ichigo's is okay. Cause orange like, spike. Imagine how that would look. Somebody comes out. I mean, when's the last time you saw anybody in the year of our Lord, 2018? I said 2017 mm-hmm. earlier. Excuse me. Bring it uh, back. You, you. When's the last time you saw anybody with spiked hair like that? But, I mean, his hair is not that spiky. If I would agree with someone like, say, Zaraki. He's the dude with the eye patch and the big old sword that doesn't use a bonkai. Like... His hair is kind of retarded. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's no way to, to really, like, 
fuck with that. Ichigo, I feel like if you just had someone... Like, if you take dark hair, bleach it once, it turns orange. And then... Uh, just having messy hair that's like kind of spiky. I think yeah. I think you can reconcile that, but not early two thousands bleached spiked hair. Yeah, we're not we're not going limp biscuit on this. No, I don't think any of those dudes had spiked hair. You're right, limp biscuit fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, that's one right there. Two, you have to get rid of some of like the more awkward shit that's not plausible and not, not to say that like, okay. Uh, Oh fuck. What would I even use as an example? Um, like the idea that Ichigo's dad is like a fucking huge badass, but he just doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. Like for basically no reason. Yeah, until it affects him directly. Like you can't have ideas like that because then it seems like uh, when he does step in, it's like a Deus Ex when he comes in. And it's like, oh shit! Like Ichigo's dad was a badass the entire time. Where the fuck was this the entire story? Right? Like yeah, it, things like that. You you can't have kind of tropes, weird anime tropes in it. Oh yeah, there, there's a lot of things. I just that just wouldn't translate, you know. I I think even beyond like storyline and stuff like that, which is just kind of dumb. But I mean, fan service, just gone, none, none. not it's gone. You can't have it. I mean, granted, there's a different kind of fan service, but it's not like it's not going to be done in the same blatant overt way. It's going to be Scarlett Johansson in a cat suit, like that's. Mm-hmm. You can't, American movie fan service. You can't have fucking the red haired lady with her tits hanging out, hugging on some 12 year old. Oh yeah. Like you can't have that. Yeah. No, nah, that's just weird. Yeah. You can't have like in bleach. You can't have the stuffed animal con. No. Like gone out. You can have a talking cat though. Can't have a talking cat. Yeah. It's a yeah. teenage witch has uh, proven that already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean like there are some things that'll work. Some things that won't. And, like, if you're choosing something to adapt for American audiences or even, like, a global audience that takes in mostly American content or takes in American content at all, Mm -hmm. then there are some things that work and some things that don't. Yeah. One thing that I will give credit to uh, Death Note for is that that was made for an American audience. Yeah. They took out all, like, the kind of weird anime freaky deaky shit. That would be in place. I think Death Note worked well for a few reasons. I mean, for one, the source material is like obviously supernatural elements to it, but it's not like it wasn't very anime. It was more grounded. Yeah. So that worked pretty well, even just like from a source material standpoint, but also you could take the story and then just adapt it to wherever. Like it didn't matter that they were in Japan doing this. It didn't matter that... You know, he's he's a high school student. There's a lot of little details to it that can kind of kind of work anywhere. But then you get stuff like, say, Gundam. Yeah. And it gets a little bit harder. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think you could really reliably adapt something like Gundam for an American audience. Because, like, why the fuck do the robots look like people? Yeah. Like, how could you justify that? I mean, you got you've already got what's called Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's I mean, right. I, th- I think something like that 
you can just write it off as because it's cool. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but then it would have to take on a campier tone. And yeah. like the only campy Gundam that I know of is Turn A and a and couple G Gundam, G Gundam, and then the Bilge Fighter. Well, Tri. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Those those ones, not anything from the UC universe. You couldn't do like heavy political shit about like a giant robot that looks like a dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, I don't think I that guess. would play for American audiences. Now, I, I can already feel my inbox heating up as <laughs> someone's typing out to me right now. <laughs> uh, I, all I can say really is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's Before we even clo- come to a close on this, because I was getting ready to wrap that for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what what do you think are the top three anime that you would like to see adapted? Like, Ooh. that would work as good adaptations. Ooh, give me a second to think on that one. Also, one piece of suspension of disbelief that you would need for Gundam. Why are they all kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why? Like, why? It's it, it would be really weird if they tried to justify it by saying, like, oh, we could only build the cockpits to a certain size like, dog this is like an 80 foot robot what do you mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just exactly. make the cockpit bigger <laughs> exactly exactly yeah all right but i think something like my hero academia could really work as a uh definitely like, like an american version like it's super americanized i mean like sky high was basically a shitty version of that already the, oh the shit. Disney movie. yeah 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 i mean yeah like the main character's thing was super strength and then eventually flight and then, like, the, there was a villain that had fire. It's like, oh, yeah, this already works. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I think that could uh, definitely play for a uh, for an American audience. I think <laughs> Shokugeki no Soma would be fine just as a story. What, what is that about? Uh, food Wars. Oh, god damn it. I mean, granted, you would have to remove a lot of the quote-unquote charm behind it with, like, exploding clothes and shit. But as a story, it works. Yeah. Like, it would be fine just as a realistic, hey, it's a cooking show. Like, ah, it's Iron Chef. Ah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I guess for my second one, I would say, even though they already did it, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, if they just, you know. If they made it good. <laughs> yeah, if just they, do it again, but better. <laughs> <laughs> if they could do it. Like, there are a few ideas that I would have for it to make it work better. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I think it was done pretty well. Uh, with the exception of it being a shitty movie. Sure, sure. Uh, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe they would do this, that, and the other. With the like, Some of the story elements were stupid, but the setting was pretty much on point. Sure. Um, you'll have to watch it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll check that we'll, out. We'll do sure. a commentary for yeah. it. I also should rewatch Standalone Complex at the very least. Yeah, that's or just the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, the movie is fucking... <laughs> Goddamn. It's a timeless classic. All right, yeah. Um, uh, I, I think Cowboy Bebop could work. See, I thought about that. It, like, if you were to take just a snippet from it, or even the movie, like, those could probably work. Just because, like, it felt Western to begin with. Like, it didn't feel heavy anime, which is why it's one of those good gateway drugs. Yeah. So, it feels like just a good show that happens to be animated. Right, yeah. Granted, you'd also have to take out a lot of some of the side shit and some of the like unimportant stuff, like I don't know, like phase background. 
Didn't really matter too much of the story. No, not at all. <laughs> the even like the clash with Vincent doesn't really matter. Uh, vicious, vicious. Yeah. Excuse me. I mean, yeah, that is kind of like the climax of the story. But yeah, it's like featured in like the first episode, the fifteenth, and then the last one, <laughs> right? The it, last two. It only comes up a little bit through through the episode, but where it, I, I, you can run into to some issues with adapting that into a movie is kind of highlighted right there. There's not really an overarching story to it. Yeah. It's more episodic. So you could pick any one of those episodes and make a movie about it. True. Or even like two episodes, combine them in some ham fisted way. And there you go. Yeah. Make one episode, the a plot, the other, the B plot. Yeah. And that'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, I, the reason why I don't, the reason why I didn't want to mention key cowboy bebop for at least in my list mm-hmm. and believe us people were shooting off the hip for this oh yeah <laughs> uh is because it's it would be mostly cg yeah there would be pretty heavy reliance on on some cg yeah so it, i was kind of just like well i mean it doesn't like it takes a place in space a lot of the time yeah and like the cityscapes would end up being a lot of cg with the exception of some parts of the movie uh, I think that that would make an all right setting. Yeah. But a lot of the episodes, I don't think you could do well, like space casinos or yeah. fucking flying the ship and chasing somebody down or whatever for red eye. I mean, you could definitely do the space casino. Yeah. But I mean, like that'd be corny. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> to a certain degree, Star Wars did it. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. That's true. I completely fucking forgot about that. <laughs> um, let's see. Ooh, I'd have to think about the third one. Yeah. I think, uh, do you think one punch man would work? Oh, that's another one that definitely would need a lot of CG, especially for the monsters, but yeah. it could I mean, we've already seen that it plays really well with a Western audience. Like, super the the superhero concept is is a Western one, and then the sort of parody look towards that does work well with a global audience. But actually executing the show itself, hard to say. Hard yeah. to say. I think even though they already did it, another one that they already did. Uh, but if you were to redo it for American audiences, it would be like the, even though the movies, like, say what you want, the movies aren't necessarily all that similar. Battle Royale and Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Like, if you were to take Gantz and do it for American audiences, Mm. like, I think you could really do some ill shit. Yeah. Especially if they get to close to, like, the last bit of the plot Mm -hmm. uh, where they find out that it's like controlled by essentially very powerful humans. Uh, you know, I haven't actually watched Gantz, so. Oh, okay. Well, I, I read through the entire manga, and essentially, uh, it turns out that these demons or these aliens from another planet do the same shit, mm. and they're like in control of what's going on. And like after people die, they they're like making copies of their body, essentially. Crazy. And yeah, it's a fucking crazy ass plot. But more or less, it's like super powerful humans that are gotcha. that are in control of it. Interesting. And um, if if they use that plot line, trying to like figure out essentially who's in charge, and like they can get to the point where um, 
I guess they would have to do it in multiple parts. I don't know if that would work. Actually, never mind. Mm. But here's another one. Here's a good one. The Promised Neverland. Oh, yeah. That actually would work really well. Yeah, I think that would be a really, really good one. Yeah. For for American audiences, because it's kids. Yeah. People like kids. Uh, For those of you at home that aren't aware, The Promised Neverland is about, like, humans being farmed by demons, essentially. Yeah, and it takes place in an orphanage. And you're following these super genius orphans that are trying to escape being farmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to get to the human world yes. or wherever. Just out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one definitely could play well. And that, like, yeah, I guess it's mostly things that are realistic in their concept and their setting. Like, I think it would be cool to see a Naruto movie, but I don't know how well it would work. Just because, like, there's so much yeah. that you would have to do, or That's, like, it's a super anime, anime. Yeah, or like One Piece, same idea. Oh god damn, that shit is super anime too. Yeah. So mm. you you kind of have to take something that's a little bit more grounded. So I mean, I mean, I didn't want to bring up Samurai Flamenco because I, uh-huh. that's that's just a story about a dude who's a superhero, right? Like it's very grounded, but like that could be anything, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, I'm trying to think, cause like the, the one that I keep coming back to is Akira and there's even some talk about making that cause that one, it, it is fairly realistic up until the very end. Like when Akira just goes all Akira it out or Tetsuo rather <laughs> where, where he, his, his IQ expands beyond 200. <laughs> uh. My IQ, Tetsuo! My IQ is too high! <laughs> He's become too red pilled! <laughs> when he realizes that all women are thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Right up until that moment, like you can definitely do. I mean, even past that moment, you could, but it's like. I think that would work as well. Yeah. I, because you can do practical for the city it would be it would be at least in my mind similar to something like blade runner 2049 Mm -hmm. where it'd be like a dingy dank ass city yeah like even though the backgrounds and shit would be like mostly cg it would still look really fucking good yeah yeah okay so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with akira okay yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like those things, uh, all of those picks are pretty reasonable. Yeah, and of course there's plenty more that we're not thinking about. You know, We haven't watched a lot of stuff. A lot of shoujo actually would work very well just because they're not like adventure. <laughs> <laughs> there's no superpowers. It's just romance. <laughs> uh-huh. So all of those are fine. Um, I like a series that I actually really liked, uh, Sakamichi no Apollon, Kids on the Slope. That's oh. getting a... Uh, a live action in Japan, and uh, I was that's like, gonna suck. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the series. I can't imagine it being bad. It's a real simple story. I, I wonder. I wonder if it's gonna end up being like Whiplash. They're just gonna use a bunch of clips from Whiplash and then just superimpose <laughs> somebody's face on Miles Teller. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the story's about the drummer now. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I really liked that movie, Whiplash. Yeah, I never, I never saw all of it. Uh, I only saw the end of the scene. 
the end of the movie, the last scene in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he's like going hard on the drums. Yeah, he's fucking losing. Man, nah, nah. There was this, the realest scene in that fucking movie is when they're sitting down at dinner with the. I mean, you haven't seen the movie, so you can't really. <laughs> but there's the scene. So like, it's it's him and then like his cousins and like his aunt and uncle and stuff, and then like parents are like, oh yeah yeah, you boys, uh, you you got you're starting quarterback for your college now, right? Like, oh, wow, yeah, that's that's so cool. Like, oh, you're this college star. And he's like, oh, well, I'm probably the best college-age drummer in the fucking world. <laughs> and then Leon's like, oh, that's that's nice. He's like, no, I'm, like, the best. I'm, like, better than most pros. And they're like, oh, okay, how nice. I'm like... Was that based on the true story? <sighs> that's fucking real. Uh, no, like, I think even the college isn't real, but... That was some real shit, though. <laughs> oh, uh, he also then talked about like, oh, yeah, you're starting quarterback for Division Two college. Like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> oh, man, that's cold blooded. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like this this kid really is like if you're if you're the best college level musician in your field, you're better than most pros, like guaranteed. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Fair enough. No one, no one gives enough credit to them, to them jazz musicians. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you in my heart and in my mind, baby. <laughs> but not in my wallet, because you know I realize there ain't no money in it, <laughs> unless you really are the shit. <laughs> uh, well, if you're a session musician, you can make some dough, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Those cats. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be good to be like a, a studio musician, like. I was talking with one of my, my teachers. I think, I think he was my first college director that was talking with us about this. But he knew some of the guys that were uh, the session musicians for uh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh. And those guys, I mean, they're all recording studio artists that, you know, have worked with a lot of you know, world-famous people. And they go out there. Whoever arranges their charts does a great job of it. And they he just puts sheet music in front of them. They just read it on the spot and like, Oh wow. Don't practice shit. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, I guess it helps for the most part that most of the music is like pop music. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've heard all of it before, but it's also like they're doing this live television. <laughs> That's so fucking studio gnarly. quality, just off the rip. And yeah, but I mean, that's what it that's what it takes to be highly paid as a musician. Yeah, yeah, being actually good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Hey, crazy. Uh, you can't just learn Wonderwall on an acoustic guitar <laughs> and get paid for that shit. Shout out to all all my garbage guitar players. Oh uh, yeah, all those fucking sycophants that pick up guitars at uh, acoustic guitars at fucking parties and decide to serenade the entire party like an <laughs> asshole. I've got I've got one college or college i mean i guess this was in college that i was doing this mostly but i do have one guitar song to play at parties and it's mostly to make fun of all the people who pick up guitars at parties what song is that it's called my dog is has fleas and it's it's a uh here you know i'm gonna perform it for you there's a guitar over there i'm gonna perform it live for everyone (laughs) okay all right all right oh god this is a song i learned in the summer of 06 it was a Special time for me. I was going through a lot of changes in my life, and uh, it was taught to me by a wandering minstrel, and I'll, I'll never forget it. But uh, here it goes. It's called uh, My Dog Has Fleas. 
My dog has fleas, my dog has fleas, fleas has my dog. Thank you, thank you. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Okay, okay. So, yeah, if you ever want to derail someone from playing a fucking guitar at a party, bust that one out. <laughs> you can have that oh, one on me. Okay. But you have to start it with the story. You have to be very serious about it. Don't don't announce the title until you play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. There you go. There I don't you. know. I don't know why people think that's appropriate shit to do. I mean, it works if the party's already coming down and like it's just a couple of people left. But if it's 10 p.m. and the party started at eight and people are still walking in and you decide like, oh hey, I learned this song the other day. Oh, cool. Oh, hey, geez. here's Hey There, Delilah. Hey There, Delilah. And, you know, you're going to make people want to leave. Oh, it's what you did to me. Oh, oh <laughs> what did you give to me? It really hurts when I pee. <laughs> God, I hate yeah. that song. <laughs> Yeah, same. I hate that. Uh, what other one was there? Wonderwall is definitely one of those go-tos. Yo, definitely. There was uh, there was something by Gym Class Heroes that was popular, too. Ooh, well, I do not know. Ugh. Gym Class Heroes. Haven't heard that name in years. Yeah, for real. There was <laughs> one song by them that I liked, and I don't remember what it was. It wasn't good. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Boom! Touchdown! Got him. Questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Join the conversation. Uh-huh. There is my chrome. Okay, fine. Been watching more Terrace House. Oh, yeah? You fucking with it? Uh, yep. We're, uh, this last group of people is not my favorite, but then two of them just up and left. Oh, good. Yep, that's the beauty of it. Are you on season two now? No, well, it's still the first uh, series, but it's uh, they got extended twice. Oh, cool. So we're at like episode 35 or something like that. Okay, cool. Out of 46. Yeah. So, Easy Mickey comes at us with, I'm a bit late to the party, but here are my thoughts on Black Panther. I was concerned that Chadwick Boseman's Wakandan Knuckles accent would distract me, but the movie was entertaining enough that it didn't bother me. I also watched this movie with my white Afrikaans friends who actually seemed to love the racial humor. Also, fun fact, when Killmonger challenges T'Challa, he's given a spear that he snaps in half. This may be a reference to the famous African monarch Shaka Zulu, who disliked traditional throwing spears and introduced a shorter variant with a longer blade that served as a rudimentary sword. My question for the show is, what do you guys think of Netflix as an anime platform? What are they doing right, and what could they be doing better? Oh, you know what would make a good adaptation? What's that? Be the beginning. Oh, yeah. I think that would work out, but some of the story elements are very anime. As yeah. I watched the entire thing. Gotcha. Uh, you ditch some of those, and I think you got a winner. All right. Cool. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I think that's real interesting stuff on Black Panther. I actually um, need to ask my South African stepmother what she thought of it. Because a lot of the villains are South African. Which, in the casino scene, that's how they 
that's how they got out because South Africans, some of them can also speak uh, Oza. Well, yeah, yeah. Thought, thought that was that was real interesting, and yeah, there's a lot of lore behind the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As for Netflix as an anime platform, I think that it's a pretty strong platform for American audiences. Like, a lot of people wouldn't go to Crunchyroll, but they already have Netflix, so why not? Yeah, I'm on that page. I'll be good and goddamned if I ever pay for Crunchyroll. <laughs> There's uh, kind of no need to, as long as you've got an ad block. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because the, the the last time I tried to use it, it, it detected my ad blocker. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Um, either way, uh, I think they're doing a pretty all right job. They've got some good stuff on there. The thing that really annoys me is when a series is finished and they only have the rights for like the first 26 of 52 episodes. Yeah, that is really annoying. That That's something that they need to work on. Yeah, definitely. I and, was trying to find the Rock Lee fight in Naruto. And I think they had the stuff like right after it. I'm like, oh, that's great. I cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not useful. Uh, I was looking at Bleach the other day because I know this is kind of a problem with them, and they don't have all the episodes. They only have like a, a collection of them. Yeah, and I don't know what's in that. And it makes sense to a certain degree with some of the series because. A lot of it's filler. Mm-hmm. Like a shitload of that is filler. A lot of One Piece is filler. A lot of Naruto is filler. Yeah. But don't even put the show on the platform if you're not going to have all of it. Yeah. It That is really annoying. Like, if you wanted to watch Naruto for the first time and they don't have episode one, like, what do you do? What are you supposed to do here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you think you're starting on episode one, but it's episode one of collection one... Rather than actually being titled the right episode, mm-hmm. it can be a huge problem. Definitely. But otherwise, I mean, for like shorter series that you know, only have one or two seasons, then it's great. Yeah, definitely. 12 episode series, perfect. Yeah. But um, they could work on their selection a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they have a lot of dog shit on there. <sighs> That's for sure. But I mean, like a lot of anime is just bad. So also true. They, I, I also think that their the front page that they do at least I use it on computer almost exclusively. So I don't know how it is in like some of the more dedicated apps. It's basically the same everywhere. I, else. I figured. I figured. But you know, just in case. Their, their front page needs to get their act together because, like, I'll be watching a series and I don't want to have to search for it. You know, usually it'll pop up under the continue watching, but sometimes that list just doesn't show up. Sometimes it's like, oh, hey, here's critically acclaimed movies or here's stuff because you watch this other stuff. Like, okay, cool, but where's that other stuff? I wasn't done watching that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I don't care about Ozark. I don't care about Mute. <laughs> yeah, Mute is bad. Ozark is actually kind of dope. I heard I heard as much, but I'll get to that when I get to it. <laughs> yeah, not before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Shaka Zulu short spear. Interesting fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Fish nipples for sale comes at us with. Hey, my dudes, been listening to the show since day one. I sometimes burst into a room at my friend's house yelling, What is up, you fucking cowards? 
Thanks for the entrance catchphrase. Hey, I'm glad, I'm glad you used that. Yeah. I just, fi- I just finished Ajin and was wondering if you guys know of any other animes that had a weird take on the concept of death. Devilman being the obvious pinnacle. Also, thoughts on Smash coming to the Switch? Keep up the good content. There is one anime, I think it's called Death Parade. Yes, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So uh, the 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 main character turns out that's Satan, and their best friend Devil Man uh, <laughs> get into a fight, <laughs> and you know the rest of it by yeah, now. Yeah. I'm just kidding, but uh, yeah, Death Parade is actually pretty interesting as far as like its hot take on death it goes. Yeah, it's all purgatory stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Picatory? Purgatory. Purgatory. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a fun show. Uh yeah, you know, I don't really watch too many shows that uh really dive into the uh whole concept of death. There was one that I saw uh uh the uh Blood of Wars. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that one actually has a mildly interesting concept with that. Except that show's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Number one anime adaptation, Blood of Wars. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> bring that to the big screen. Yeah. Uh, as for uh, Smash for the Switch, I am mostly curious if that's going to be a port or a new game, because if it's a new game. That'll be the second fastest of any sequel for Smash. The first fastest being Melee from 64. But that was just because Smash 64 came kind of toward the end of the N64's life. And it was such a hit that they were like, oh, we got to have this for GameCube. But, I mean, between Melee and Brawl was like seven years. Between Brawl and Smash 4 was like eight years. This is only four years since Smash 4. Hopefully it's a new game. I think it is, I, but I'm just surprised. I, uh, You know what? I don't fuck with Nintendo specifically for this reason. I hate that they just re-release the same shit over and <laughs> yeah, over they definitely and do. over. And it's fucking annoying. And that's one of the reasons why I'm fed up with fucking Bethesda. How many fucking times you really... Really and truly need to release Skyrim. Uh, they're up to six, right? Yeah, somewhere <laughs> around there. Fucking hell. Yeah, that, that's and people fuck. just keep getting conned by Nintendo. Their shit's not that tight. It's people. Nintendo is like the Disney of of video games. Yeah, well, that's for sure. And people will just fillet the fuck out of that company, even though their shit is like a half step above mediocre. I their games aren't transcendent. I would definitely say their stuff isn't transcendent, but when they want a quality game, they get a quality game. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Breath of the Wild runs at a decent frame rate on the Wii U, but it runs like fucking ass on the Yeah, on the that Switch. I find hilarious. That I find uh, hilarious. And oh my God, for the first time ever, they released a truly, truly, truly big wide open world game that other companies have been making for years oh you know what what else is an open world game skyrim that same bullshit that people have been playing for (laughs) fucking years on other systems which oh what do you mean it's it's a competent game just like breath of the wild is huh weird 
Uh, what what do you mean that this is the first Zelda open world game that's truly impressive that actually keeps up with the games that were released six years ago? I feel you. Fuck Nintendo. But the games are fun. I mean, hey, if you have fun, <laughs> you have fun. Like, I, that's kind of my my Nintendo stand go to is like, all right, look, there are other games, and yes, I like other games better. I don't have a Wii U. I don't have a Switch, but when people get at them about like, oh, it's a baby console and I don't care about the gimmicks. Like, look, the games are fun. If you don't like it, don't buy it. But they're going to be around because they have a market. Like, they're, I don't think people were touting uh, Nintendo's death and demise for a while. And like, oh, Nintendo's oh, going to. Nintendo's not annoying. Nintendo's not going anywhere. Not, no, not unless some crazy shit goes down and like their their quality drops, like when Steve Jobs died. I mean, they're they're not going in anywhere in the same way that Apple's not going in anywhere. The same way that Amazon's not going. I guess Amazon and Apple are way bigger companies. Sure, yeah, but, but they're not going anywhere in the same way as far as in media. The same way that Disney's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like if shit gets really bad for them, what are they gonna do? They're gonna take Mario. They're gonna put them on cell phones, and then they're just gonna coast for the rest of their existence. Yep. And they don't, they don't need to release Mario on any console ever again if their company goes under at all. Like, if they won't need to do it. All they need to do is just put them out on smartphones, and that's it. Yeah, like, basically the death of Nintendo would be they stop trying to innovate, and then they can just... Hold on. Time out. Oh. They don't innovate shit. They... They don't innovate shit. Not... They, compared, they did, com- they compared did to other once. consoles, compared to uh, yeah, I mean, I mean com- they, the Wii was innovative. Yes, Wii this U definitely is, was not. But Wii U not innovative, Switch not innovative. But it's something different from PlayStation. Just, just because and it's Xbox. different doesn't mean it's innovative. They didn't. They're not yeah, out here. I, all right. It's a tablet. Is, it's a tablet. But yeah, it's basically like taking your PSP and connecting it to your fucking TV. I, it, but it's still okay. When they stop trying to do something different, I'll put it like that. Then okay. When they stop trying to do something different, if they go the way of Konami, like and make pachinko machines, yeah, and just and then release a really shitty Metal Gear game. Oh wait, all of them are shitty. Uh, if they just sell their soul, then they'll just make money and like that's it. But you know, yeah, that 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 I would consider the uh, the death of Nintendo. Anyway, as for uh, Smash, I'm just curious to see if if it's a new game, are we gonna get more guest characters? Because Smash Four had Cloud, Bayonetta, Ryu, Pac Man, Sonic. Like that's a lot of guest characters. Is that going to continue the trend? Because Nintendo hardly has any of their own characters to put in the game because they keep releasing the same shit over and over again. Yeah, I mean, their only new IP really is uh, Splatoon and ARMS. So there's probably going to be a character from ARMS. We've obviously already confirmed that Splatoon's going to be in the game. Some Octo Kid. But that's, that's it. Like, that's the only new shit that's come out since Smash 4. So what do we got? What do we got? Is it just going to be a bunch of guest characters again? Are we going to see Akuma in another game that isn't Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> is Sagat going to come out for Smash 4 before he comes out for Street Fighter 5? I don't know. Jesus. 
<laughs> Where's Heihachi? Swervello asks, what's your hot take on all the SoundCloud rap coming out of, of these last couple of years? Referring to Smoke Perp and Little Pump and all these other Willy Wonka looking ass rappers. It's just the next evolution in rap, baby. Yep. Uh, a few years ago, not to be on my hipster shit, but like this is this is the exact shit that I would make fun of. Oh yeah, like little pump to catchy six nine. <laughs> he's garbage. He is. He's fucking terrible. And these these are the cats that I would sit and, sit around and make fun of because SoundCloud rap for a long time was a very big joke, but because it's such a big platform and like kids are way into like. Uh, Really shitty stuff, as always. Kids have never been into good stuff. No. Um, because because they're kids. They're like they're into that shit. You they see a like- sixteen or seventeen year old rapping. They say, "Oh, that kid's nice." But what what it is is that I've noticed like it's people distilling styles until until they get to a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know the original rappers. Um, fuck. Sugar Hill Gang, well, distilled down into uh, like a tribe called Quest and De La Soul, mm-hmm. and then that's distilled down into like uh, fifty. I guess it would be more appropriate to say that Fifty Cent came out of people like N.W.A. and Public Enemy, yeah, and other gangster rap like Ice Cube and shit like that, yeah. And then people just t- taking styles, what sells, and then just basically. Uh, condensing it into a more and more digestible thing for younger audiences. Like Migos came out a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, what was that? That must have been Versace came out in like 2014. Probably even before then. 2013. Maybe. I, I, actually, let's check. Let's check when uh, YRN came out. Uh, it's got to be the mixtape rather than the album. Oh, yes. Good point. Um, so. It, it, it's it's people taking whatever style before them was very popular, distilling it down into like whatever mediocre shit they can find, and then putting it out. Yeah. Yeah, I see the earliest stuff listed here is 2014. So yeah, probably around then. But yeah. Yeah. So when fucking Lil Pump was but a wee lad. I mean, he's he still a wee lad. Yeah. What is he, 16? Ooh, I don't know. He, he just pulled a creation. And got a huge record deal for $8 million God. from Warner Brothers. Yeah. I remember when Creation came out, Gucci, Gucci, Louie, Louie, Fendi, Fendi, Prada, that woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she landed a million dollar deal with Sony for one album. And she put out that album and that shit went double wood. And <laughs> fucking. <laughs> and, I mean, it was not. Creation was straight garbage as well like yeah but that song got super popular yeah and that's that's all that matters and like people people swear like cats like fetty wop aren't touring off the same music oh yeah no and it's like oh i feel like future designer uh all the lils takeshi 69 like they're all real just like flashes in the pan like well to be fair though future's been around for several years that's true but uh designer on the other hand even though he's been around he actually hasn't made any music that's hit since panda yeah that was his one that was his one hit and i i feel like a lot of these soundcloud rappers are like that where we we think that they're this 
huge phenomenon just because there's so many of them and you hear about them so much. But are you going to hear about them in two years? Probably not. Like I haven't, no. I haven't heard anything about little Yachty since he wore the Skittle mouth to whatever <laughs> award show. Like that was the last thing I heard from him. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, he, yeah, I don't know. He put out a song with drum that I really like broccoli, um, but that came out like two years ago. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just, just to tack on to this, tack on to the end of this, just because we haven't heard from them doesn't mean that they're not doing stuff. Oh yeah. It's yeah. just that they've been supplanted by these SoundCloud rappers like Gucci gang, like uh, this, this fucking kid. And also like uh, one thing that I noticed, and this isn't, this isn't my kind of scene, so I don't really listen to a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of emotional kids, one. And two, it's a lot of drug-using kids. Yeah, a lot of Xanax. Yeah, a lot of these kids, uh, this is customer rap, as I saw one person put it on Twitter. Like, it's people who buy drugs, not people who sell drugs. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot of people talking about how they took ecstasy and put it in their butt or whatever. And, like, people popping Xanax, people drinking lean and shit. I don't like the message granted a lot of the message in hip hop. I can't fuck with, but I can't deal with like drug addled emotional rap. Yeah. I don't really care much about lyrics in rap. Like I'll, I'll critique something if it sounds childish, like if it sounds like you're, or like if you're posing or whatever, but that's not really what draws me to it. It's really more, your flow, the beats, etc. But they're all rapping about the same shit too. Yeah. It's like I got money, I got my Zans. Well, I mean, I'm to be sad. Fair, all my friends are dead. <laughs> to be fair, most people have been rapping about the same shit since the dawn of rap. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm not gonna front on these kids for like trying to share the same amount of success when the the attention span of their peers online is like 30 seconds to a minute or whatever so they they look at the shit that's online and they're just like oh cool like gucci gang gucci gang gucci that song people aren't gonna remember that dude uh if he's lucky people will remember him by the end of next year but i by next summer yeah this summer he has he would have to drop another hit yeah he would like i people people are probably forgetting about him already yeah gucci gang's kind of run its course already it also doesn't help that the song's like two and a half minutes long and is very repetitive it's literally him saying the same shit like four or five times yeah and he's got like one verse in there My bitch, love you, cocaine. Bitch, you're 16. Right. Let's chill. If you're if you're 16 years old and you're dating a woman in high school and she loves doing cocaine, you should probably find somebody else. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing. No, that's, like yeah. if, if, I hardly know any adults that love doing cocaine. Well, it's because we're also aged out of that now. There's a very yeah. small window where doing yeah. cocaine's all right. Yeah, it's mostly in college. Yeah, it's mostly in college. If you're doing cocaine now as a grown fucking person with responsibilities, you're either fucking loaded or you're a fucking loser. It's one or the other. <laughs> it's definitely one or the other. It's, you either have too much money or way too little. <laughs> Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, if you woke up one day and found out that the two of you had swapped bodies, what's the first thing you would do? Well, I certainly hope that if we were to ever switch back that... Your boy Chet would have worked out for me. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like that would be way harder in someone else's body. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just the first thing I would do is probably go play basketball. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love playing basketball. I miss being fit for that exact reason. Then I'd probably take up soccer too. There you go. Yeah. Now, the first thing I would do is probably scream. <laughs> be very confused. I'd call. I'd call. I'd be, I'd be like, "Hey, man." Yeah, Have it's fun. like it's like okay, I'm in your body. Are you in mine? Yeah. yeah. Uh, make sure make sure you just go out for a run or something. Come on, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and try to quit smoking for me. You know, actually, yeah, that's probably something I would do because I don't. I know there's like a physical craving like after you've been smoking for a while, but for me, like psychologically, I would never want to be addicted to anything. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I would probably be like, no, fuck that. I'm Why do I feel weird? Why do I have such a bad headache? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I would go play sports though. I'd probably, I yeah, I'd probably just go play a bunch of sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not much else to do. Uh, probably get a haircut. <laughs> Hair's a little bit long. I'm saving it to donate to the children. Uh, part of the reason why I would get get a haircut is because I don't like having to do anything with my hair. That's uh. why I've been wearing hats a lot recently. Well. All I do with my hair is tie it up. That's about it. Oh, well, that's even too much for me. Okay, fair enough. I might I might even leave it down and Ooh. get one of those like really skinny sweatbands. Yeah. Or hair bands, I guess. Yeah. Just to pin it back and go play some sports. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe start maybe start chatting up some women. Yeah, that uh I don't know how Nikki would feel about that seeing my body like going to town. Uh, well, seeing your body, you're over here. First thing I would tell her is like, look, talk to your mans. Yeah. <laughs> Get, talk to, talk to Chet. He's in my body. I'm in his. You guys will be just fine. Yeah. It's, it's one of those freaky Friday situations. It's yeah. fine. We, we all know. We don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Do you? We would probably never solve whatever issue this trial would be trying to put us through. Cause you know, that's, that's what those situations are always about you know in freaky fridays <laughs> mother and daughter trying to understand each other better uh-huh i don't see a reason why we would be forced into this situation so i would just probably never fix it <laughs> <laughs> me neither yeah i'd be shorter but whatever that's all right yeah doesn't make that big of a difference <laughs> yeah, nah. i'm still i'm still in the the six club so we're good oh okay yeah good good <laughs> Yeah, that does it for questions. All right, perfect. Uh, let's get into voicemails. All right. Well, hello, Denzel. Chet, it's Dr. Dirty D. Coming in with some love of boss battles. Now, I personally have never played Final Fantasy VII, but holy hell, I know the struggle of emerald and ruby weapons. But that got me thinking. What boxes stuck out with me was never one regular, really, because it didn't really happen that much. But... The ones that did stick out were ones that uh, what TV folks would call wake-up call bosses, and they set the tone for the rest of the game. What are some legit first bosses or second or third bosses that made you feel like, well, I better get good or I'm not ready yet or I'm not playing this shit? For me, it was the it was the Indigo Squadron, an Ace Combat Zero. Now, just starting off, you don't have any play, and it's just it, it, up until that point, it's in fire missiles and shit gets shot down and destroyed. But for this particular 
part of the game. If you were being a really cool guy and not shooting down anything you didn't need to shoot down or destroying what you didn't need to shoot down, you went up against these Eurofighter 2000, which is these typhoons, which would rip you apart. And all of a sudden, you go from easy going to fuck, 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 shit. Oh, I got to dodge missiles and bullets and guns all at the same time while trying to grind up my car and shoot missiles at them. And, you know, that's just the tone for the rest of the game falls back. I got other ones, but uh, that'll come later. Any single boss in Cuphead, I still haven't beaten it. I started playing it. Uh, I died way too many times. I got frustrated, and I said, fuck this. <laughs> I, I'm not built for that life. I'm not. any Anything that requires me to, like, I don't know, get good. <laughs> like, if I can't brute force my way through it, then I kind of like. Then I kind of just will stop playing it eventually if I don't get good enough. Like, and I try to get good at it too. That's the thing. Yeah, there. I think the um, Mega Man Zero had some. Like that game was pretty tough to begin with, but some of the bosses, like you, my method of getting through that game was really just walk up to the boss and just keeps hacking away at them and their life will go down faster than mine. But I didn't discover that strategy for a while. So I was like actually trying to play it like other like Mega Man X games, except as zero and your gun kind of sucks. So, you know, that game forces you to play by their rules rather than, you know, Oh, I've played other Mega Man's. I'll be great. I'll be fine. But no, no, not always the case, son. <laughs> hey, guys. I listened to the show, and Denzel made a comment about watching an eSport event live versus watching it online. Just me, Denzel, it is worth going to watch it live because I went to see uh, E-League Episode 1, Season 1, and oh, my God, just for the crowd being there, the whole experience was amazing. It was the best. Even though the team was 34 lost, it was still a badass time. So that's about it. Take care, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll eventually have to go to one, go to an event. Do I'm, it. I'm not sure when or how. Evo. Uh oh yeah, Evo. No shit. Yeah, just do Evo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll see if I can snag somebody's badge for it. Uh, you'd actually need. It's a separate ticket. Oh, for, it's a separate ticket for finals. Okay, that's yeah. fine. How much is the ticket? Uh, not cheap. It's like 60 bucks, something like that. Oh, that's not too bad, I guess. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that does it for voicemails. Um, whew, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Um, let's, get, let's get into some announcements again. Uh, again, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Again, uh, Heavyweight Delicious is up on the Patreon. You can check that shit the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, Chet and I did a commentary track for Storm Riders, this super random Chinese film. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and that's up or going to be up on the Patreon towards the end of the month. And as we agreed to earlier, we're going to be doing a commentary track for the Ghost in the Shell live action rendition starring scarlett johansson young scar joe uh we're gonna do that um there's some outtakes coming up and if you want to get down on some heavyweight delicious if you like the clip that played at the beginning of the episode go ahead and join up on the patreon at the 
five dollar spot and then you can you can enjoy all of that we'll release more episodes once uh once we hit the 250 mark you can follow the show on twitter at x real nerd hours you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chet on twitter at bushido brown sd Excellent. You can subscribe to our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours and join in on the conversation. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Um, that's where you'll find Heavyweight Delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next Thursday. Have a good night.